Welcome to Love Punch, challenging entrepreneurs, artists, and thought leaders to make a lasting impact. I'm your host, Ruby Fremont, and I'm here as a catalyst for you, the new generation of thought leaders. I'm a kick-ass life coach, a bullshit detector, and courageous communicator. I'll show you how to take bold action and create massive impact through a powerful process that I call CPR. Courage, persistence, and resilience to go after what you really fucking want. It's time to unapologetically do what you're here to do and do it your way. So get ready and let's make shit happen. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Love Punch. And today I am super stoked because I have got a soul brother on with me today. As a coach, speaker, and strategist, Nathaniel helps entrepreneurs break through to new levels of achievement and fulfillment through mind-to-body training and strategic alchemy. As a pioneer in the personal growth industry and a high-performance business strategist, Nathaniel works with mission-driven business owners to scale their impact and results without added stress. Nathaniel's videos and trainings have been seen by millions and his mission is to elevate and his mission to elevate the human condition has created ripples across the world. I am super duper stoked to have Nathaniel here. Our conversations are always super deep and filled with gifts which you probably won't see here, but let's dive right in, Nathaniel. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Ruby. Like it feels like such good timing we finally got to meet in person just like two weeks ago or something. Yes. And that yeah. was so much fun. So like do, following up with this feels really good. So I'm stoked to be here. Yeah. For those of you listening, um, Nathaniel and I run in very similar circles and have had, um, you know, similar experiences in our lives, but we've only just connected and it feels like we've known each other forever, which is why I'm super excited that you're here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah thank you. So where shall we jam? Like, I know we jammed a bit about money before, and you've mentioned this idea of identity-driven success, and I'm super curious to know more about this. Yeah. So why don't you kick things off? Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. So the first thing I'll, I always mention uh, with this topic is a book, and the book is called Psycho-Cybernetics. Mm. Uh, and anyone listening who's never read the book, like it's the only personal development book that I really recommend. It's wow. all about self-image psychology wow. and ultimately how, you know, the, the capacity of what you're capable of experiencing or manifesting as some people might call it in your life is really aligned with who you think you are. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's why often we'll even manifest things into our life that aren't aligned with who we think we are. And we end up sabotaging that. Totally. Right? I think there's a <laughs> lot of, you know, I know everyone listening here in some way, shape or form is an entrepreneur, uh, maybe a business owner or leading their own life in some way, shape, or form, and really wanting to step into that more and more. And we constantly come up to this issue where we kind of consciously have intentions and goals, right? And the, this direction we're trying to push our life in, but then often we notice ourselves falling back into these unconscious patterns, right? Like mm-hmm. you're wanting to, you know, maybe be more productive. So you decide to get up early and maybe you do it one day because you kind of motivate yourself to do it. But then the next day you just fall back into the same pattern. And things like that are that signifier of basically showing you haven't gone deep enough and to that subconscious level of the identity to actually shift like who you are and how you show up automatically. 
like right so there's like layers to us yeah okay it's you know it's like sometimes you can you know you can have this goal you can have ideas so many people get motivated real quick maybe they Mm -hmm. see a post on instagram that says you can do the thing and they're like oh my god i can do the thing okay great go 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 right and then two hours later they're back to that habitual way of thinking and ultimately disempowering themselves and and getting in their own way Mm. but i found from my journey because i've been such a deliberate creator for Mm -hmm. so long like i've been so clear on my life purpose and what i'm here to do and how i want to do that so i've been like going and going and pushing and making it happen and manifesting and creating. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time realizing like there's all these other things that I don't want to be creating like internally and in my beliefs and in my thoughts and in my behaviors that are still right. showing up. Yeah. So there must be something under the surface. And when you start to study psychology and physiology around the, the conscious and the subconscious mind is when you start to uncover, it's like, Oh my gosh, there's this thing that's running my body and my behaviors and it's 95 to 99% in charge of what's right. actually going on in my life. So just because you have a goal or an idea or an intention doesn't mean you're going to follow through with all of who you are. Often it's just right. like a cool idea versus who you are and how you show up on a regular basis. Right. It's like, you know, we have our conscious mind, which is what we are, you know, we can feel and, and we yeah. understand. And then we have this unconscious or subconscious mind, which is really driving us and motivating us to make the choices that we make and create the decisions that we create. And so without diving deeper into what's beyond that conscious mind and in the unconscious mind, it's almost like we're doomed to repeat the same shit over and over and over again. Yeah. And you start to realize what, what the book taught me is that the the sort of master program of the subconscious like if you were to change one program that changed everything else mm. it would be the identity program mm. right because there's certain programs around you know how your parents affected you or programs around you know you, you know how culture or society has trained you to think and believe certain things but again when you shift just who you are like on that it's like when people talk about like a soul level right like man i feel that on a soul level or i feel like that's that's speaking to my soul, right? That's that, that, that real, that's where their truth is. And that's where that's really coming from. And I know anyone listening has probably had an experience in their life. Usually it's when you, there's a, you know, a breakup, right? Mm-hmm. A shift in a relationship or a shift with a certain habit, or, um, you know, certain addictions and things. Mm-hmm. And you'll have this moment where it just kind of hits you and it becomes the easiest thing ever to just say no, because it's this identity. You're like, that's just not what I do anymore. Right. That's just not who I am anymore. And I, and when you talk to people who have gone, you know, overcome certain addictions, whether it's with a person or food or Mm -hmm. a substance or whatever, they'll usually talk about a moment where, you know, sure it took time and it took hard work and they had to push through this. And and also side note, like these addictions are the same with, whether it's with drugs or with behaviors, right. right? It's all with your, or with any sort of habits. Mm -hmm. They're all habits, right. We're these creatures of habit, but everyone talks about this moment where they just really, it's like, I woke up and just realized that's not who I was anymore. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even have, I didn't even have the cravings. I didn't even really think about it. It just wasn't in my field. It just wasn't relevant because it's just not who I am anymore. So mm-hmm. I love being able to support people to like find that, that spot, but then also back it up because the science shows more and more now, like our environment is so much stronger than our willpower. Mm-hmm. And to, th- to think you're just going to kind of, kind of push your way or kind of, you know, be able to, hustle your way through something versus truly like being honest and like setting yourself up appropriately, putting all the conditions in place so that you're supported, not just internally and how you're thinking or kind of motivating yourself to move, but having 
your room match that and the people mm-hmm. around you and the food you're eating and, and everything like that. So it's, and you also notice that shift too, when you identify differently, you'll see that in your environment. Right. So it's like, how, how do we just do them all at the same time? Like clean up your room and have a, have, have your room look good. Cause you want to feel good, but also feel good so that you can make your room look good. Right. And it's like, might as well hit it from every angle we can. So that way, cause I've just noticed it's like, everyone defaults to sabotage. Mm-hmm. It's like we're, we're built. I mean, the more you get into the science, there's a reason for that. And it's really just to keep us safe. Mm-hmm. Right? Our, our, our biology would rather us sabotage ourselves. So we stay in our comfort zone because our comfort right. zone is familiar. Yes. And then we don't have to, you know, deal with any threats or danger. But then mm-hmm. when you're an entrepreneur or you're just trying to like be a great parent or just trying to go to college or just trying to like live a normal human life, mm-hmm you can't really afford to have that kind of sabotage. You have to be in a resilient position and be able to like approach fear and adversity um, and challenges in a healthy way. So it's yeah. like- it's And this thing about the comfort zone is, is kind of skewed too, because a lot of us create comfort in our discomfort. You know, growing up, we've lived in misery or we're so used to trauma in our lives or we're so used to drama in our relationships or we're so used to being at rock bottom that that all of a sudden becomes our comfort zone. And so we default to that. We default to the trauma. We default to the pain. We default to the hurt and the confusion and the drama when really we have to at some point flip the norm. And find that other space that is healthier for us. So I'm so glad you mentioned that because it does remind me of of my journey with sobriety and what I've overcome. And, you know, I had to change my entire surroundings and change my career and change everything on the outside to match the inside, which has led me to have such a successful recovery. Yeah. And it's just so clear who like that you are such a like pure, clean, like vibrant person now. And it shows up in everything you do. You know, it's also the, right. that idea of kind of like, you have a great brand too, but it's like your brand is your life. Right. Right. And the people you spend time with and the foods you choose to eat and you're going to the gym every morning and you're doing mm-hmm. all the stuff and taking care of yourself. And it becomes this like holistic switch. But I think for a lot of people, it can be really kind of liberating to real, cause you know, we look at our whole life and we're like, Oh my gosh, I'm trying to change all these things. Mm-hmm. And it can feel super overwhelming. Yeah. totally. But that invites you already to go, okay, great. Well, who would I be if this didn't feel overwhelming? Mm-hmm. Right. Where can I just start with that decision of, you know, I choose to be that person that even though it feels overwhelming, I'm going to slow down. I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to go one step at a time. I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask for help. I'm going to do my research where all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's less overwhelming when you just choose to be the person that, that handles overwhelm, right? In a healthy way, in a, in a empowering way. You know, I think it's really, I was just sharing in a training the other day, how it's possible to be stressed and empowered at the same time mm. or challenged and empowered at the same time. And I think often we get challenged, overwhelmed, stressed, doubtful, resistant, whatever it might be. And the, we then default to disempowerment because that's kind of how those feelings feel. They like close us off and they feel restrictive and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I have never found feeling disempowered to be an effective place to really move anything forward in my life. Hell other no. than just the, <laughs> other than the lesson it teaches me of like, oh, right. I'm feeling disempowered. Cool. Thanks for the feedback. Like, what should we do about it? You mm-hmm. know, uh, which is not obviously not to avoid it, but to like embrace that and see what's actually there. So feeling disempowered is like a great you know, kind of signposts of like, Hey, there's something to look at. Like what's going on. Let's look at that, but then Mm -hmm. look at it. And then you can be empowered and still, you know, deal with whatever challenges are coming up for you. Yeah. Now, 
you know, this makes sense to us because we've experienced this and we go through it every single day and this is what we're living. But what about to the person who's listening who's like, okay, so basically what you're saying is I can make a decision right now and everything's going to change because you know there are people like that listening. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So what would you say to that? <laughs> I'd say, yeah, that's basically how it works. You know, no, you know, I love getting logical. I love getting super like real. Okay, come on. I always love to preface like the part of that brain is like, okay, cool. Yeah, that sounds good. But like, I'm sitting over here like, you don't know me, right? You don't know my right. struggles. You right. don't know what I'm going through. And I don't. But I also know there, I, by at this point, you know, dealing with thousands of people like in my programs and my coaching practice and all the people I study and just through my periphery, like, seeing the, the work you do and all the amazing careers work with, it's like, it is so obvious that there are these fundamental patterns mm -hmm. that serve everybody. And I love to like, um, you know, kind of encapsulate pretty simply, like when you eat good, mm -hmm. move good, mm -hmm. you breathe good, you, you talk good, right? You spend good time with good people, right? And you spend good time in nature. That's like five or six things, these right. sort of fundamental things. And I guarantee anyone who chooses to prioritize those is going to be in a different place than when they don't, right? Mm -hmm. And it can be that simple. And it's part of our culture to go so fast and bu just buy the new thing and stimulate yourself and do all this stuff. It's like pulling us away from the fact that if you just like actually got a good night's sleep tonight, right? Mm -hmm. Actually drank a bunch of water today, actually mm -hmm. went for a walk, right? And everyone's like, yeah, I know, go for a walk. But like, did you go on a walk today? Did mm -hmm. you actually do it, right? And that's the part where like as coaches, I know you and me, it's like, we got to find this balance of like, like, hey, I love you. I support you. I want you to feel better. Like, let's, let's get you going. But it's also like, hey, did you actually take the freaking walk or not? Because it's right. like, you're either doing it or you're not. And yes, it can, it can be, I have so been in that place where, and everyone knows when you're like in a bad mood, the last thing you want to hear is a solution to it. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's by that very nature, like that program that you're running. But again, that's that identity. You're like, oh, I identify as the bad mood. Right. So you're going to resist anything to shift that identity because the moment you're shifting an identity, that identity essentially is dying, which mm -hmm. is really scary and uncomfortable. And that's mm -hmm. why for most of us, taking a big leap or changing something in our life is so scary because it, some part of us feels like we have to die. Yeah. So yeah. what I found, and for the people um, you know, listening who maybe just need that one thing, what it was for me was slowing down mm -hmm. because you can uh, correlate your nervous, the state of your nervous system and whether you're in stress mode and in fight or flight and brains and beta and, and moving all fast, when you're all frizzed out and in that high strung mode, that's when you're literally closed off to those opportunities mm -hmm. and your identity gets locked in. It's mm -hmm. not as malleable, right? But when you're walking on the beach with someone you love and looking at the sunset, you know, your life feels a lot more like open. Mm -hmm. in those moments, right? Because you, you're relaxed. Your body's actually relaxed and you've slowed down. That's why you get great ideas in the shower or when you're driving, usually, because you've, you're kind of zoned into this sort of chill zone. Usually right. in the shower for me, it's like I'm coming up with all kinds of cool things because you're getting grounded from the water and it's, it's slowing your body down enough just to be able to realize and take the next best step. And that's usually for me, I've kind of built this belief in my life that my heart always knows just the next step and that's all you ever need to know because once right. you take that step then you know the next one and then you can take that one but it's the, the brain that goes well what about this and this and this but what if this turns into that and how is this going to go and that's yeah. going to get you in a lot of trouble and that's also a result of like 
when you're not slowing down, your brain's going to think like that. But when you just slow down, you do the meditation, you go on the walks, right? You just enjoy like every single day I sit Mm -hmm. and just enjoy a cup of tea Mm -hmm. and that's it. Right. And I don't have to, there's no agenda. I just, the agenda is enjoy the frick out of this tea and I slow down and it feels nice. And I'm able to like think of all the stress and all the challenges in my life in a much more effective way. And then I'm actually prepared to like do something about them mm-hmm. instead of just continuing like burning myself out, stressing about these things and then never being in a place to change them. Yeah. Slowing down allows for input. You know, w- yeah. when we're frazzled, when we're anxious, when we're running, when we're, we're just trying to get shit done all the fucking time, we don't create that space for input. We don't create that space mm-hmm. for bringing information in. And it's like yeah. we're on this constant output and it's within that input that we receive our biggest downloads, our shifts. It's when, you know, everything that we've learned has an opportunity to integrate within us. You know, the other day I just posted on Instagram a picture of, of me meditating. And in the picture I talked about, you know, sitting in silence every day and how one of the biggest excuses is not enough time. Like I don't have enough time to this. And then I wrote that and I said what I call bullshit because if you have time to scroll – on social media to find Mm. this post, you have time to sit in silence. And that is so, so important. So this is really cool, this whole identity idea. So basically I could sit here, anyone could sit here and be like, well, I choose, I'm going to make the decision right now that success and money will come to me with ease. Mm -hmm. And then create decisions and choices around me and create an environment around me to support that belief. Yeah. Hey, you got to you always you back it up. You got to back it right. up. Because <laughs> I think that's where a lot of people, I think there's hundreds of thousands of people who are doing their affirmations every day and just saying, yes. right, I am abundant. Money comes easy. You know, my business is thriving. Da, 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 da. And then they're not actually backing that up. And that's the telltale sign of whether you're identified with it or not. Right. Because the version of you, let's say you have z- z- no money right now, mm-hmm. but that version of you who's abundant is going to act different than the version of you right now who doesn't have any money. Mm-hmm. But how cool that, that by acting different is how you make the money. Right. Right. So, so it's like, like you've got, you've got to back it up. Yeah. yeah. And I think the, the, I love affirmations. I do my own version of that. But the reason I do it is to put me in an emotional state so mm-hmm. that I'm pumped to go then do something about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be a courageous leader. I want to be competent. I want to you know, serve my clients and like in the most epic ways. And that gets me excited. And then when I'm done with my meditation and my affirmation, all that stuff, I like get up. I'm like, cool. I feel like that guy. Let's go act as that guy. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. there's a huge disconnect for a lot of people there, especially because the state you're in now of like, quote unquote, not having those things is what makes you feel like crap. So then you don't do anything to do it or you're doing stuff right. from that disempowered place. You're like, Oh, well I'll try to do this, but no one's really going to care or it's not really going to happen because you're, you're still running that old identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that leaks into everything that you do and people can feel that. And that's why you're not achieving the things that you want to achieve. You know, it's so much more than just repeating an affirmation. It's so much more than just saying that you're going to be something. It's actually being that thing that you're saying you're going to be. And how would this version of yourself act? How would this version of yourself speak? What would this version of yourself have for lunch? What habits would would this version of yourself have? You know, and it's really embodying all of that. And that's such a missing link in this 
you know, in the, in the world of personal growth and spiritual growth, like that piece, that act, you know, I look at that as an actionable item. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of people expect, like, I'm going to repeat these affirmations or I'm going to sit in silence and expect things Mm -hmm. to just be dropped in my lap versus I'm going to do these affirmations and I'm going to meditate and I'm going to be this person that has these things that I want to achieve, or I'm going to be this leader that I see myself being right now, today, Mm -hmm. and act from that place. There's such a disconnect right now in the world. And it's like, it's fucking crazy to me. You know, why do you think this is? Well, I mean, we only have so much much time. (laughs) I mean, on a certain level, and this is kind of just part of where my background comes from, but it's like the world's designed intentionally to make us that way. Mm -hmm. Right? Like whether you use the, the sort of the matrix analogy or like people being zombies and consumerism and all this stuff, like the way media and culture, especially Western modern culture is set up is designed to make us feel disempowered. So Mm -hmm. that instead of, you know, having dreams and really going for them, we just want to then go buy the things. Mm -hmm. Right. And then we go, we'll just go work for somebody else to do that and be miserable. So we have, you know, a steady, reliable paycheck or whatever. Right. So it's like, the disconnect is there because again, if you actually not only said your affirmations, but then live those affirmations, you would grow and things would change. And that's scary and that's uncomfortable. And again, that's our, it's actually like our evolutionary bias to stay comfortable and familiar so that we, we survive, right? The reason everyone who is on the planet right now is because our ancestors were scared so much that they ran away, they fighted or flighted enough to avoid enough challenges to survive so that we could be here. Right. So like our DNA, everyone who's alive right now has literally the, the most scared and cautious and worried DNA mm. because that's what allowed their ancestors to survive to get here. That is or so just, interesting. Or just that sort of survival mode in general. So right. we are addicted and identified unconsciously with staying in survival mode. So if you right. actually lived your affirmations, you'd be, you would start thriving and therefore you'd be out of that mode. So again, it's like that big, sort of internal shift, you know, I wanted to, to mention around that disconnect. I, I can't remember the guy's name, but there's this guy who runs, I think he has a program or something called affirmations. Mm-hmm. And it's very simply put, it's like to just ask why. So instead of just saying, I am abundant, say, why am I abundant? Mm-hmm. And then answer the question, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm abundant because I am this kind of person. And I do these kinds of things, right? You start to answer that question instead of just affirming it, like, actually, like, opening that up, dissecting that, like what's actually in there. If I am so abundant, how did that happen? How did I get there? Right. right. I love using the, uh, an exercise with my clients and myself where you really, if you think about your goals and tap into like that future version of yourself that actually achieved them, mm-hmm. you'll start to realize there's a lot of differences between them and you. Mm. They probably have a different morning routine. They probably mm-hmm. eat different food. They probably, you know, uh, you know, let go of those certain people or those certain habits or those, those certain things. And the more you can really refine and get clear on who that person is, because it is you, mm-hmm. depending on how woo you want to get, it's like all timelines and all dimensions exist right now. So like that right. version of you does exist and you can like connect with them. You can tap into that. You can ask them questions. I'm constantly like my higher self a lot of the time is just me in the future. Right. And I'm asking that guy, he's a pretty smart guy. I'm like, hey man, how did you figure this out? How did you, how did you pass this thing, right? How did you do that? And like, he's just sitting there like 
with all of the, the results and the resources having made it happen and is able to give me those answers. And all that's really doing too is like that's really an analogy to put you in a position to connect the different parts of your brain that do know the answers mm -hmm. because you always do know the next best step and that's always the next best step to take. Even right. if the next step is just to like take a deep breath or go on a walk or take a nap or call somebody you love, right? Or close your freaking computer and put your phone away, mm -hmm. you know, for 10 minutes. Oh my gosh, what a, what a game changer that would be for somebody. Right. right. To connect to self. You know, it's something that I always say is like, you wouldn't have the vision if it weren't possible. Yeah. You know, so if you have the vision, most people have the vision, but the disconnect is like, well, who I'm being today isn't helping me achieve that vision. So who you be versus who you need to be. And I, you know, and I love that you mentioned that. And it's really getting, becoming aware of those different identities and understanding that it's the same person yeah. and you can be that person. You just have to recognize what is it that this person looks like? Like, who is the you that has fulfilled the vision? And, and what does that version of yourself do every day? What does that version of yourself, how does that version of yourself think? about yourself or what are the actions? How do they that treat themselves? Right. How do you treat yeah. yourself? And do those things in the moment, you know, and mm -hmm. people talk about like habits like procrastination. Oh, but I procrastinate. Cool. Is that the version of yourself that's stuck where exactly where you're at? Or is that the version of yourself that has the vision fulfilled? Yeah. Because if you can identify which version that is, it's easier to shift out of it. So I think yeah. that that's such a practical tool for our listeners to even start doing now. Like who you be today versus who you need to be to fulfill that fucking big ass vision that you have yeah. and identifying that. At that moment when you do catch yourself identifying, that's such a pivotal moment when you're like, oh, but I'm just, I just always procrastinate. Boom. That's right. a moment like right there actually be a pattern interrupt for yourself and, and, you know, be like, oh my gosh, I just called myself a procrastinator. That's not what I want. That doesn't feel good. This has been going on for way too long. Mm -hmm. What can I do in the next 10 minutes to symbolically represent not being that? Mm. Even five minutes, like even right. one minute, right? What can I do in this instant? Yeah. In this instant for a procrastinator might just be to like pull up your calendar and just like get clear on what's going on. Just mm -hmm. like look at the rest of your week. Be like, okay, cool. And then look at the time and be like, great, there's this one thing I got to finish. Great, let's schedule it in right there. Boom, that right. took you 90 seconds to not be a procrastinator, right? Because the moment, every time you say that, or you're like, oh, I'm just, I'm just shy. Oh, I'm just not good with numbers. Oh, I just don't like being mm -hmm. on video. Oh, I just, write All these little things we keep repeating mm -hmm. and they're all identifying, right? It's, that's literally, that's an affirmation. Mm -hmm. I'm a procrastinator. <laughs> yeah. I'm bad with money. I, yeah. you know, people don't like, the people won't listen to me. People don't, whatever it might be. It's like every time you affirm that and feel that, you're literally wiring that into your brain, into your body deeper. And it gets harder to change it the more you keep enabling it. Mm -hmm. right? And it's this like is every... so important for everyone to really hear and understand. Like yeah. all the negative shit that you're telling yourself, these are also affirmations. And you're diving into the feeling of it in the moment. Like when you're yeah. telling yourself, well, no one's going to listen to me or no one's going to like this post or no one's going to enroll in my program or so on and so forth. Like you're really feeling that. That's you yeah. designing yeah. your identity. So design mm -hmm. something different. Yeah. Every, every feeling, every emotion that you don't, you know, uh, question or really like sit with, you know, cause emotions just happen. Like we mm -hmm. have reactive emotions that happen all day. That's just like what we do. That's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But what's wrong is when that happens and then you just roll with it. 
Right. Like, man, you know what? Oh, nobody liked my post. I must be a piece of shit. Like I'm mm-hmm. worthless. And then you just, and you roll with that and then you just keep going. And then here you are like six hours later and you've still been that person right. and you're still acting from that place. Like that's the problem. Like every emotion you don't really look at is a vote for mm-hmm. more of that emotion. You're mm-hmm. literally voting for it. You're like, okay, more of that, please. Like, I'm just going to let this, I'm just going to roll with this. Like more of that, please. You know? Mm-hmm. And again, it gets tricky because some people are like, dude, I feel like crap. So I just feel like crap. Like you don't know me. I can't do anything about it. Right. And, and I totally get that. And I've been there and I'm probably there every single day at some point. I'm like, man, I feel like crap. And I'm just like, I'm just going to feel it. Mm-hmm. I just, <laughs> I'm just there. And that's just, that's just me right, right now. Um, but again, that's, that's so huge. Like how many of you are feeling like crap and then actually feeling it because mm-hmm. usually it comes up and we feel it and then we're immediately in resistance to that feeling. And that's the like stress we're actually feeling. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh my God, nobody liked my post. What you're probably feeling is scared. Mm-hmm. You're probably like, Oh my gosh, am I doing the right thing? Like, did I, did I do it right? Is there something wrong with me? Am I not smart enough? This is scary. Am I going to be right? It's actually scary. Even though maybe you just feel frustrated. Right. Or you feel disempowered. But usually that feeling is because you're in resistance to feeling fear of like maybe you're not good enough. Right. So to actually sit with the feeling is where the gold is mm-hmm. and where you can see where the identity work is coming up and your identity and realizing, oh my gosh, I see myself as someone who's not good enough because really whether people like your post or not shouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. It, should, it has nothing to do with how valuable you are or who you are in the world. Like it doesn't matter at all, not even 1%. Right. So seeing something like that get to you is showing you where the identity is at. So to actually mm-hmm. see what, to actually be with the emotion and, and you can have that initial reaction and get frustrated and be like, man, this is, this sucks. This is lame. And then be like, okay, cool. So what's actually here? And again, back to that, like slowing down, mm-hmm. right? Often I just, I'll put my hand on my heart. I take a deep breath and, and will ask myself something like, what's actually going on right now? Mm. Like, Hey, like, Hey buddy take a chill pill. What's, what's actually going on right now? Like, how are you, how are you feeling? Are you okay? Is everything okay? Is there anything I can do for you? And sometimes I'm like, yeah, dude, we get, we got to get outside. Like put your phone down, let's get outside. And then you start to like have that conversation. And then there's some actual work to do in there instead of just constantly like being in resistance and stressing yourself out like over and over and over again. And basically like voting to just want more of that, right? right? Not doing anything about it. Right. Powerful. This is powerful work that you, you know, all of our listeners, you can start doing immediately, like right after you listen to this, start looking into what are the identities that I am feeding versus the identities that I really want to embody and be in this moment in order to fulfill my vision. Super powerful work. Thank you so much, Nathaniel. We are at the end of this episode. How the fuck did that come by so fast? Really? Holy crap. (laughs) So... It was so good. And Mm -hmm. at the end of every episode, I love to offer a love punch to our listeners. So Nathaniel, what is your love punch for today's episode? Yes. Your love punch for today is a quote by Mm -hmm. the author Hugh Prather, or Prather, perhaps. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. But it's very simple and very relevant. And it goes like this. The paradox of progress is that I grow each time I realize I can only be where I am. Mm. Everyone here, you're trying to grow, you're trying to do new things, you're trying to make a change, you're trying to make a shift, you're trying to be better, you're trying to let go. Guess what? There's literally only one place that that can actually happen and it's right here and it's right now. So slow down, take a deep breath, 
and connect with yourself so that you can do that. Mm. Love that. Deep, deep Thanks. mic drop. Okay. <laughs> so Nathaniel, why don't you tell our listeners how they can stalk you online? Oh my gosh, please just stalk the crap out of me. I would love it. <laughs> no, honestly, uh, uh, Instagram, just go search my name, find me on Instagram. I do super fun stories on there. If you like French bulldogs and cats mm-hmm. and music and bad jokes and lots of great little, like more kind of my own little love punches and stuff, which is great. I also realized too, before getting on the show, love, think about love punch like fruit punch, like a bowl of punch, like drinking from right, the, right. the punch bowl. I don't right. know. I just hadn't thought of it like that either. So it's totally like love punch. Like, yeah, let's, let's kick your butt with some love, but it's also like, come drink the punch <laughs> and uh, get in this mindset. I'm, I'm right. drinking the punch all day. And uh, yeah, find me on Instagram, find me on Facebook and um, say, hi, I'm a real person. would love to meet any of you and, and hear what you got going on. Awesome. So thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. This was Thank like you for so sharing. Fun and way too short. <laughs> yeah, way too short, way too much wisdom. Thank you so much. You are just such a deep, wise soul, but you give information in such a practical way that makes it easy to implement. So I know our listeners are definitely going to be able to understand like how to integrate what we've just talked about today. So thank you so much, Nathaniel. I really appreciate yeah, you. Thank you. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us on today's episode of Love Punch, where I'm challenging thought leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs like you to make a lasting and meaningful impact. If you loved this episode, please hit subscribe and share it with your friends. And if you're feeling extra frisky, leave a rating and review. If you have any questions or just want to connect with me, just find me online. My handle is at I am Ruby. And I will see you back here next week for another episode of Love Punch.